Hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through menopause, but it has become a phenomenon and women literally cannot stop talking about it on social media to the point where a bottle of hormone harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Happy Mammoth, the company that created hormone harmony, is dedicating to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make absolutely no compromise when it comes to quality and it contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And the cool thing about adaptogens is that they help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout the woman's life. Estee's hormone harmony isn't just for menopause, but any women with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. There is no better feeling and benefit than feeling like yourself again, and that is what hormone harmony is for. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at Happy Mammoth just using your code MAFIANSURES at checkout. Besties, that's happymammoth.com using the code MAFIANSURES at checkout for 15% off today. Thank you so much, Happy Mammoth, for sponsoring today's episode. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at the same time. It's just the art of falling in love with yourself. I realize that sometimes the only one who can put the pieces back together is Hey besties, welcome to I Missed Me. If this is your first time listening to I Missed Me, welcome. And if this is not your first time listening to I Missed Me, welcome back. Today is a very exciting episode because today I have Olivia Eve with me. She is the host from For You From Eve. I am sure that if you listen to I Missed Me, you've listened to Olivia as well. And if not, you're going to get to know her today. We had the most beautiful conversation and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So without further ado, welcome Olivia Eve to I Missed Me. Olivia Eve, I am so excited to have you on I Missed Me. I am so grateful because I was when I first started my podcast I started scrolling on like my for you page and you would pop off on my for you page every (laughs) single time like videos about your podcast and stuff and I was like maybe one day like my podcast is big enough to have like her on mine so I'm just so excited and so grateful that you're here that's so nice thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I love doing interviews and being on the other end so I'm so excited to be here of course. Um, can you just start off by giving a little background about yourself, a little introduction for those who don't know you yet? Yeah. So my name is Olivia Eve. I'm 22. I have a podcast, like she was saying, called For You From Eve that I started, I want to say, a little bit over two years ago. And it's a lot about wellness and self-love and kind of just becoming the best version of yourself. And I do a lot of like advice Q&As and kind of just a lot of lifestyle content on my social media. So I'm still in college. I'm studying marketing. So my podcast is kind of like my side hustle, but it's been my little business for the past two years. And I've loved just like expanding it and growing it. Wow. I love that. I love that you're studying marketing. I'm starting in in June marketing as well. And I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Except for the business courses sometimes are the worst, but overall, it's a pretty good <laughs> major. 
I know. I want to start off by our first question. Um, on your podcast that has been listened by thousands of people all around the world, you have impacted and inspired a very like great amount of people. What made you start a podcast? What inspired you to communicate? And how did you get rid of like fear of judgment and what people around you were going to think of of it? And what is the best piece of advice that you can give to someone struggling with starting projects because of embarrassment? Yeah, so I actually came from like a really small high school and like a really small community. So feeling judged by people was something I was always terrified by. Like I tried to do YouTube when I was in high school, but then the second I would get like one comment from someone, I'm like, I can't do this. And I would delete my account. So I definitely struggled a lot with like being afraid of the judgment of what people have to say. And then I think when I got into college, I realized that no one cares. Like I don't talk to anyone from my high school. No one talks to me. Like I have a few girls, honestly, from high school that will reach out and say they've listened to my podcast. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could have started this while I was in high school, but I was just too afraid. So I think realizing that no one actually cares what you're doing is a really big way to start something. And if they do care, that shows more about them than you. It's like, I always say no one makes fun of the girl that's going to be a nursing major or a lawyer or the girl that studies business. So why are they going to make fun of the girl that does YouTube or content creation? And I think it's so normalized now to kind of like post our lives on the internet for some people. Like influencers are so normalized. I used to be so embarrassed, like even posting a TikTok of me cleaning my room. I'm like, who cares? And like people seeing this is going to be so embarrassing. But now I just love what I do so much. And I think when you reach a certain point of success too, not even for me, but like, let's say like, Alex Earl, for example, like she was posting for like 10,000 people at one point. And I'm sure she was getting made fun of. But now that she has millions of followers, people don't judge her at all for it. And they look up to her. So I think it has a lot to do with just being consistent and building yourself up. I started my podcast, like I said, I think two years ago in February. And I just at this point was like loving listening to podcasts. I love talking. I'm always giving my friends advice, like audio messages, FaceTime calls, like I just, I remember I texted my girls group chat once. I was like, anyone want to start a podcast with me? Like, I was like, I feel like I have so much I want to say yeah. and so much I want to talk about. And I love listening to them. So like, I would love to start one. And all my friends were like, jokingly like, oh yeah, let's start one. Like this, that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I got to just like do this myself. So I remember one day I just started pre-recording episodes on my own. Like, I think I recorded 10 or 11 episodes, just me by myself that never got uploaded because I needed to practice talking because it's not easy to talk and put yourself out there. So I started to like pre-record a bunch of episodes and then I started to reach out to friends to be my guests. Like my first few episodes were all with friends that were just my guests. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say after recording like nine or 10 episodes, I edited them and I uploaded them all at once because I was like, let me just push out all this content and like show everyone like I have like a buildup. But it was definitely not easy. Like even now, like if someone that I know says they listen to my show, I'm like, oh, you listen to me. I'm like, like, I'll be at the gym and someone will be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, that's great. Like I just like, it's still always a little bit embarrassing to know like someone sees that vulnerable side of you and hears you talk like that. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to realize like if everyone were to drop dead tomorrow and all you had was yourself and everything you created for yourself, like, would you be happy? And my answer is yes. So I'm going to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I love that. And I, I I love how you mentioned that people really don't care because I've always said that yeah. like people really don't care as much as you think they do. And like maybe they see you on their feed and like they're like, oh, that's embarrassing. But they'll scroll and they'll like forget and go on with their days. Exactly. But if you care, then you're postponing your success. And like you said, like some people will stop, will judge you until you start becoming successful. And then that's when they start looking up to you and that that's mm -hmm. when they start reaching out. But like you're never going to hit that level of success if you never start. 
exactly. you can only start if you get rid of that fear of embarrassment. So I love that you say that. Um, which leads me to my second question, which is on your podcast, you talk about entering your villain era, quote unquote, villain era. That's how we call it on social media, which mm -hmm. is basically putting yourself first and being a little bit selfish with putting your what you want first and not caring about what others think, which basically means, again, putting yourself first and setting strong boundaries. What made you enter yours? What detonated or inspired you to start putting yourself first? And what's the best piece of advice that you can give to someone who struggles with saying no or maintaining their boundaries? Yeah, so I have never been like a people pleaser. Like I've never been like a pushover people pleaser, but I have always been like a putting someone first type of mindset. And I think just like I've always been like that with friends. Like I've always been like, no, it's whatever you want to do. Like I don't care. Like I would always try to kind of like make the other person a little bit happier than me because I would just like take the bow. So I've kind of always grown up with that mindset. And I would just say for me, saying no is something that I used to be so afraid of because I used to be like, oh my God, I'm going to say no to this and they're going to judge me for that. And they're going to say, oh, you're boring or you don't mm -hmm. like the same things that we do. So you suck. Like if I said no to a drink, it's like, oh my God, she's so boring. Like she wants to do this and whatever. And It kind of just made me not fit in too much. And I think I've always been someone that never cared what people thought about me. Like, I would definitely take, like, I think in high school, I cared a little bit more. But, like, even before high school, I did not care at all. Like, I would wear what I wanted. I would say what I wanted. Like, I never cared if someone would talk badly about me or have anything bad to say. And I think once you build that good relationship with yourself and you do enter your villain era, you're, like, your tunnel vision on only yourself and your growth. You're not thinking about what other people are saying or thinking about you. I would say what got me into my villain era is I was in a relationship for like almost five years. And I think when you're in a relationship for that long, you're so used to putting someone else before you and putting someone else's happiness before yours, caring about someone else more than you care about yourself, loving someone more than you love yourself. And I was in that position where I loved pretty much this person way more than I loved myself. And it never gave me time to really like create that relationship with myself and be independent. And I think once that relationship ended, which was just a few months ago, I like went through a really dark hole of like, who am I without this person? I don't know who I am without this person's name on my phone, without plans to see this person, without talking to this person. And I just had like kind of like an identity crisis of like, am I even my own person without this person next to me? Because I was so dependent. Because when you're on a relationship, you're in a relationship, you're gonna naturally depend on that person as you should depend on them in some ways. But you should always have that relationship with yourself first. And that's why I always say you should love yourself before you get into a relationship or you are not gonna be whole without that person. And so I think being in a relationship for so long, I was never in that villain era and I was always in my selfless era. And then once I kind of got out of that relationship, I had to be forced to grow on my own and heal on my own. And I was like, I have to do this by myself, no distractions. I have to pull myself out of bed. I have to pull myself out of this rut. I have to take myself to the gym. Like these are things I have to do on my own. And I think that when you reach such a dark point, you finally just wake up one day and you're like, I've had enough. Like I've had enough of crying myself to sleep, of waking up depressed, of not wanting to talk to anyone. Like I don't want to live like that anymore. And you just pull yourself out of this because you're so sick of being sad. Like you're sick of feeling like that. And I kind of just had that switch. And I think sometimes you do have bad days and you have days where you just want to be in bed. Like literally a few days ago, I spent the whole day in bed and I was like, I'm not getting out of bed today. I'm just scrolling through my phone today and I'm not doing, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing anything. But majority of my days are better because I learned to pull myself out of that rut. So I would say anyone that is struggling with entering that era and like 
putting up boundaries and saying no you have to realize if you don't do this for yourself you will not be there for other people you will not be able to love someone else you will not be able to build new friendships you will not be able to pull yourself out of bed and at the end of the day you really do only have yourself and it's so important to kind of just realize that if you don't have yourself you cannot be there for other people I always say it's so hard to be there for other people when you're not there for yourself Mm -hmm. so I think just use that as your motivation and your push. And there's nothing wrong with saying no. Like there's some people that walk into a room, like no one questions the most confident person in the room. Like I've gone to parties and I've seen people go up to someone that's not drinking and be like, pour a drink. Like, what are you doing? Like, pour a drink. You're so boring. And the person will be like, no, I don't want to. But then they'll end up drinking because they'll feel peer pressured. And then they'll go up to someone else and be like, pour a drink. Like, you're boring. And the person's like, get out of my face. I'm not drinking. And then no one ever bothers them again. Like, it's all about how you approach a situation and how you react because you can't change how like I always say when it comes to boundaries and like toxic people trying to break down those boundaries toxic people are everywhere they're gonna approach everyone but it's just who lets them in who lets them be you know a response like it's it's not about you know who these people are it's like they go to everyone these negative toxic people go to everybody in the world are you letting them in are you allowing them to take control and not be able to say no to them and I love I love that you say the importance of like putting yourself first or loving yourself first because i've i've always said that if you don't know if you don't love yourself first you don't know what love is so then anyone who tries to walk into your life and give you the bare minimum and call that love yeah. then you're going to believe that that's love because you don't have a clear definition of love you don't know what being there for others looks like you know exactly. and if, if and if you give them the bare minimum or, or if you are not really there for them and they question it, you're going to be like, but that's that's what it looks like because you don't really know what it does actually look like. So I love that that you say that. How are you doing after heartbreak? What have you what have you learned? How has your life been after such a long relationship? Yeah, so it's honestly been like I was I got into my relationship when I was like 17 turning 18 and I'm mm-hmm. 22 now. So like I like went through those stages of life like with a partner. I think that it comes with very dark periods. And I think when you're in those dark periods, you really just have to let yourself feel everything. I think when it first happened, I was like fully distracting myself. Like I was like going out and like just texting people all the time. Like I just did not want to think about it. So I would fill all these distractions on top of it. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, like I'm clearly still upset. Like I clearly have to actually face this and deal with this. And so I started to just like if I was sad, I would just sit in bed and let myself be sad. I would go through photos. Like I would make it worse. I'd play sad music. (laughs) Just let myself feel every emotion because if you don't let yourself feel every emotion and you just keep throwing distractions on top of it, it's going to hit you all at once. And I think I just had to realize like, if I don't let myself feel this now, I'm going to feel it in a month from now. Like I felt more sad three months after than a week after because I was like, oh my God, it's hitting me. Like I didn't let myself face this now. So now I got to deal with it. All my distractions are gone and now it's just me. And like you were saying about like expecting, accepting the bare minimum because you don't know what you deserve. I think that when I realized when I started to love myself more, which I have been like in that like healing stage right now, as I'm loving myself more, I'm like, oh my God, I deserve this. I deserve that. I like, I'm like, whoever is next, good luck. Because now I love myself so much that it's like, are you going to make me happier than I make myself? Like, I don't know if that's possible. So I think you're right about the bare minimum thing. It's like when you love yourself so much and you're kind of like making yourself happy, you're making yourself laugh, you're pulling yourself out of bed. You're like, who, like this person that's next in my life that wants to date me has to compete with me. And it's like a tough thing. So (laughs) 
I like that you said that too, because we accept like the love we think we deserve. And if you don't love yourself, you're going to take whatever comes and you're not going to be getting what you deserve. And this is why so many people, I keep seeing situationship, this situationship, that like we settle for these things because we don't know what it is that we deserve. But when you finally put your foot down, you stand your ground and you're like, no, I'm not settling for this anymore. It's going to suck. You're going to be like, damn, I lost that person. I lost the possibility of them. But you're just one step closer to finding the person that actually deserves you. And I love that you say that you allow yourself to feel every emotion because that's the only way of healing. And like I get asked that question all the time because I went through a similar situation where I went through a breakup and I was still sad like five, six months later. And I was like, why am I still feeling sad? Like it it has been some time. He has moved on. Like, why am I still feeling sad? And it was like I was just distracting myself. But you really have to feel your pain and get so comfortable with your pain until it doesn't feel like pain anymore and then start constructing from there because if not you're just storing your emotions and you're carrying them with you and then if you don't fix those issues then you're gonna carry them into another relationship and your relationship is gonna end up the same and it's like it's not necessarily gonna be anyone's fault it's just that you didn't allow yourself to heal so I love that you say allow yourself to feel in order to heal yeah um which leads me to my next question which is about mental health um and the importance of taking care of your mental health what are some things that you do to take care of your mental health and what does a healthy mind look like to you what is why is it so important to prioritize our mental health and what are some tips that you can give for people struggling with mental health yeah so when i think of struggling with mental health i get really bad anxiety so that's the first Mm -hmm. thing my mind goes to I think after my breakup, my anxiety got even worse because obviously when you're in a relationship, if you're sad, what do you do? You call your partner. If you're in a bad, you you know, you have someone to go to all the time. And I'm someone that actually struggles with going to people if I'm upset. Like, I'm never going to call my friend and be like, I'm crying. Help me. Like, I cried in front of my friend for the first time about my breakup, like, last week. And she was like, uh, she, like, didn't know what to do. She's like, um, I don't know what to do. Like, I've never (laughs) seen you like this. And she's, I was like, no, it's okay. It'll pass. Like, whatever. So I'm really bad at sharing my emotions. And I've realized how much it affects my mental health when I hold in tears and when I don't talk about it and when I don't open up. Um, I went to Boston, I want to say two weeks ago. And Boston is like my favorite city. I love going. I was going with my best friend, my sister, her friend. Like it was a great trip that I had planned. And the whole week before Boston, I was just depressed. And I was like going through the emotions of my breakup. I was having the worst anxiety to the point where sometimes your mental health gets so bad that like your head starts to hurt, your heart hurts, yeah. your stomach hurts. Like you get sick. Like you literally get physically sick from how mentally and emotionally drained you are. And I remember just like the morning of Boston, I was just crying for hours and hours. Like, I can't leave. We can't go anymore. Like, I knew I wasn't going to cancel the trip, but I was like, I can't do this. Like, I could not get myself out of bed. If I went back and read my messages with my friends right now, like I was freaking out about going because I was so anxious and my mental health was the lowest it had ever been. And I remember just kept thinking to myself, like, my head hurts. Like I just kept like feeding into it. And I think mental health is one of those things where you really just have to realize I'm controlling this. Like I have the power to change my mind over how I feel. I kept telling myself, I don't have a headache. I feel fine. I'm this, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm going to have a good day. And you really just have to lie to yourself until you believe they say, if you tell a lie so many times, you start to believe it. And that's exactly what I do with mental health. Sometimes I just fake it till I make it. And I just, would recommend one don't hold everything in because when I hold in my cry or my tears you actually get physically physically ill from it like my head I get the worst migraines when I have anxiety and then your mind will kind of spiral 
into a bunch of different places. Like my mind goes into dark places when I'm struggling, struggling with anxiety, which I'm sure with a lot of people it does as well. And I start to panic about, oh my God, what's wrong with me? What's happening to me? You can't breathe. All of a sudden you're like hyperventilating. So I've gone through all- Besties, this is for everyone that's looking to learn a new language. Whether you have an upcoming international trip or want to connect with friends and family or a new culture, Rosetta Stone is for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages to offer, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, and so many more, and it immerses you in many, many ways. It has no English translations, which means that you really learn to speak listen and think in that language and i also love that it has speech recognition it has a built-in true accent feature which gives you feedback on your pronunciation it's literally like having a personal trainer for your accent besties don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started and for a very limited time i missed me's listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today again besties that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life i love you besties and i I can't wait for you guys to start learning a new language. Besties, I don't know about you, but I feel like this year has gone by so quickly to the point where it's not even giving me time to process everything that has happened. So I quickly want you to ask yourself, what is something that you've been proud of in 2024? What is something that you've accomplished and what is something that you've done that makes you feel proud about yourself? And what is something that you still want to accomplish this year? When life goes fast, it is very important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and also make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can really help you track your process and set achievable goals for the next six months. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've personally benefited from therapy before. Therapy is just a very, very good tool for you to be able to let your feelings out, let your thoughts out and kind of organize them a little bit. And I cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like your therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. Again, besties, that's betterhelp. Help is H-E-L-P.com slash to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. Thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. Besties, when I first started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling hoodies with positive messages on the back and it is so easy all just because of Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store stage to the first real life store stage and all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Besties, I truly cannot recommend Shopify enough. You guys know that I have a business and it is hosted on Shopify. So besties, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash all lowercase at shopify.com slash now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties, shopify.com slash Thank you so much, Shopify, for sponsoring today's episode all these emotions and whenever I'm in the moment of like having a really bad mental health moment or really you know struggling with anxiety the first thing I do is I actually take a 
a freezing cold shower, which sounds like really weird, but it helps regulate your breathing. So I'll put the shower on the coldest setting and I'll just jump into it and I'll just let my breathing relax. I don't think people realize the power of breath and what it can do for your brain and for your body. So I'll put the shower on the coldest setting. I'll jump in and I'll just let myself sit there and just struggle to breathe and struggle to catch my breath. And it helps you to like, remember you have the power to breathe. You have the power to change your mind. And after I'm done with that, I'll sit in bed or I'll sit in the shower or something and I'll just cry. Like I'll force, like if you can't get tears out, put that sad music, look at pictures (laughs) of your ex. Oh my God, do it every, look at the saddest TikTok in the world. Just force yourself to cry because I struggle with crying too. But when you don't cry and let those emotions out, it really makes it worse for you. Um, So just cry, talk to someone. Like I really hope like everyone has someone in their life that they can go to about these things. Like I know that I have someone to go to. I just choose not to because I'm not good at being vulnerable with people. But I like really hope that someone feels like they have someone out there they can go to because I don't think people realize how important it is to talk to someone about the way that you feel. So I would just really recommend talking about your issues. And if you don't have someone like a friend or a family member, go to therapy, like go find actual help that you can talk about these things and feel comfortable and just let every emotion out when it comes to mental health. Journaling has helped me so much. Talking out loud on my podcast has helped me. Um, working out is like my number one thing for mental health. I would actually go crazy. Like, I haven't worked out in a week because I was sick and my mental health is at an all-time low. Like I, mm-hmm. I physically, I went to the gym for the first time yesterday and I felt like alive again. And I was like, oh my God, like I feel like I can breathe again. It really does help and release so many endorphins. So I highly recommend that as well. Mental health is special for everyone. Everyone's going to have their own way of dealing with things. My biggest thing is just letting every emotion out, recognizing how you feel. Like, don't ever be embarrassed. Like, I always see people that are like, oh, I don't know why I'm upset about this. Or I've caught myself apologizing for how I feel so many times. And it's like, you should never apologize for being upset over something. Like, even if you're crying over the smallest, stupidest thing, you're crying over it. So it's something. It means something. And I think as women, too, our hormones and our emotions, like, like if I'm on my period, I will cry over like my sister came into my room the other day and I'm crying. She's like, what happened? I was like, I'm thirsty and my water bottle's downstairs. And she's like, I'm not doing this. And she's like, I'm not doing this thing. She just walked out. And I'm like, this is woman. Like, yeah, like we're already emotional to begin with because of our hormones all the time. So I would just really recommend when it comes to mental health, do not ignore it. Like find a source and really work on it because I've had bad anxiety attacks and I know how dark it can get when you're at that low point and you're just like, I don't know what to do anymore. So even the day I'm having right now with you, I'm like, I can't even believe like a few days ago, I would not think I'd be having a conversation with someone like this because of how bad my anxiety was just getting. Yeah. And also I feel like taking care of your mental health is like the most beautiful way to get to know yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Because you start understanding what triggers you and what makes you feel better and like how can you get yourself out of a dark hole. And I 100% agree, like the best thing to do when you're sad is to cry, like not to distract yourself, not to like go out with your friends or whatever, cry yourself until there's no more tears in you and you're actually like feeling better. And like one of the things that has helped me the most is to understand that we feel anxiety because of the thoughts that we create in our heads and I was actually watching a video yesterday where it says like the best tip to stop like overthinking and creating that that anxiety for yourself is to observe your thoughts instead of creating them like stand outside of your thoughts and if you actually observe your thoughts then you'll realize that you're not really thinking about anything and everything that you're thinking or that you're overthinking or that you're feeling anxious about you're creating it for yourself so I mean that's something that has helped me and I 
appreciate you for sharing things that help you because I mean cold showers do really help but I think that the like the best tip that that we can give to everyone that's listening right now is to feel your pain and everyone's way to deal with their mental health will always be different but your mental health does affect your physical health and everything that happens in your life so it is very important to take care of that and prioritize that um and And like you said like we have these like we overthink things and like how often do they end up happening the things we get anxiety about they don't happen and i think i also remind myself like if i'm in school and i have a like i'm start like sometimes i'll just be sitting on my laptop doing work and I'll just get anxiety out of nowhere. And then yeah. I have to remind myself, I felt this before. I was fine. I've already felt this way. I I was okay when I felt this way. You're going to be okay. And I just have to let it like slowly pass and not let it eat me up. It's so it's so funny because you say that you've been feeling anxiety after your breakup. Like that's exactly what happened to me. Like I had never experienced anxiety before my relationship. And now I just get like cold sweating out of nowhere and feel like throwing up. Like, I don't know, I'll be in the car and like it happens out of nowhere. And I'm like, why am I nervous? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Nothing's about to happen. Like, I'm cold sweating out of nowhere. I feel like I want to throw up. I'm not hungry at all. And it's so so like, obviously, it's never nice to know someone is going through something that you struggle with. But it's also comforting in a way where it's like, I'm not crazy. Like, exactly. Like, I was on my way to bowling the other night with my friends. And as I'm driving there by myself, I got the worst anxiety attack. And I turned around and I went home. And I was sitting home for an hour. And I was like, why did I not go to bowling? Like, I'm fine now. Like, why did I let that win? And I think it's all about you can't let your anxiety win. And I'm also very religious. So I always like will open up my Bible. And I'll go to God. And I'll be like, cast away my anxieties. Yeah. So I literally will open my Bible and read it for like 10 minutes and I'm like, I feel peace. Like, I'm okay. Like, if you just trust God for me, when I trust God, I'm like, I there's nothing for me to be afraid of. The worst possibility that can happen to me is still in his hands. So I can't be afraid of anything. Like, I remember when I was like maybe seven or eight, I was like in camp and we were talking about biggest fears. And I remember like someone was like, oh, my, my only fear in life is God. Like, I don't fear anything but God because he's the one that controls everything. And I was like, you're right. Like all these bad things that happen in life are still controlled by him. So there's nothing for me to be afraid of. And that's, um, I love that you mentioned that because before going to our last question, like I love, I mean, people that might be listening to this might believe in God or some might believe Mm -hmm. in like the universe or energy, but that's how I got close to God. And that's how my relationship with God started is was because my pain and my anxiety was so bad that you kind of have to reach out to someone eventually and like give your pain to someone. And I remember I was in camp as well. I was having like such a hard time after my breakup being like I can't deal with this pain anymore like it's giving it's getting so heavy to carry and she was there and she told me like give your pain to God and I was like and that like completely changed my life and like he handles everything if you don't believe in God have faith in that something is going to fix you eventually like life always explains itself and there's really not there's nothing that matters other than right now and like everything that you're overthinking is not happening it's not real like remind yourself you've been here before you've got out of it before and everything is going to be okay so I love that we that we mentioned that yeah Um, alone versus loneliness and you talk about it on your podcast um on your podcast you talk about the difference between these two let's talk about it what is the main difference between both of these? How can someone feel comfortable and at peace with their own company? And why is it so important to work on yourself company? Yeah, so I would say you just have to force yourself out of your comfort zone. I, when I was like in high school, even my first year of college, I never did anything by myself. Everything was with my friends. I'm going to the gym with my friends, running errands, going to the mall, going grocery shopping, going to class. If I wasn't with my friends physically, they were on the phone with me. And it wasn't even an anxiety thing. I think it was just like, I love my friends. So I just wanted them around me all the time. 
And then I went to school in the city. I transferred to Pace, which was a school in the city. And I was fully forced to be alone, like taking the train by myself, taking the subway, walking, being in class, like eating lunch by yourself. Like it's very normal to just sit in the city and eat by yourself. So I was like eating by myself all the time, like sitting at restaurants alone, which is like, like if you told me that a few years before I did it, I would have been like, I'll never do that. And then I do it and I'm like, oh my God, wait, this is totally fine. Mm -hmm. So you really just have to force yourself to be alone. And I think that I got to a point where I was alone too much, where I remember like I would go to school and I literally would maybe say five words the whole day because I didn't have friends at school because they all dorms and I commuted and I barely talked to anyone and it was actually getting very isolating and lonely. But then I would have like really good days with myself and I'd be like, you know what? Like this isn't loneliness. Like I'm not sad. I don't feel alone. Like I have myself, like I'm still a human being and I think everyone should be someone that they want to be friends with. So I was getting food by myself. I started running errands by myself. And now I like doing everything alone. I love my friends. I love seeing my friends, talking to my friends, hanging out with my friends. But I really do just genuinely love like running errands by myself, going to the gym by myself and just being like in my own zone and in my own world. And that's not a trait that comes easily. It took me years to get to this point. And I think I still have so much progress to get there. But I would honestly say just take yourself out on a date, which that is like so like uncomfortable for some people, but take yourself out to eat, go shopping by yourself. Like it doesn't have to be an extravagant thing that you do. You don't have to go on a solo trip to Europe. Like you can literally go to the city by like closest to you. You can go to the beach closest to you just for a day or two and just really experience like being on your own and hanging out with yourself. I think listening to podcasts, listening to music, like having your headphones in so you're not like just in silence is really good. And finding something that you love doing and finding something that's yours. I think that is the biggest advice I can give when it comes to loneliness versus just being alone and just having something that is only yours. It doesn't have to do with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your family members. Like my podcast is mine. Like mm-hmm. no one has anything to do with it except for me. Like if I go to the gym, I have gym friends. If I go to school, I have school friends. If I'm home, I have my family. Like My podcast is something where it's me, myself, and I, and that's it. So I think it's so important to have something that you claim as yours and that you love doing on your own, or else you're always going to be dependent on other people. And then when you're not in that environment, you're going to feel lonely. So having something that you love doing on your own and you love doing by yourself and just really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you will never grow outside of your comfort zone. So I think it's so important to just really force yourself to take that initial step on being by yourself and spending time by yourself. And everyone like you should want to be friends with who you are. Like if you met yourself across the street, like you should want to be best friends with that person. So be that person that you've always wanted in your own life. And you're going to start to enjoy your company so much more. I love that you say how um, spending time by yourself is so important because I don't think that we spend enough time like getting to know ourselves and we spend so much time trying to get another person to become their best friends or a boyfriend to like love them. And like, you can't love someone without getting to know them first. You can't be best friends with someone without getting to know them first. So I feel like the first step you have to take in order to like get to to love yourself is to get to know yourself. Yeah. And I think people should spend more time getting to know themselves. So I I thank you and I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, which leads me to my last question. Um, what is healing to you? healing I think healing it's all waves and I always say I want to get a wave tattoo because I always talking about 
I always say healing comes in waves and I, my wallpaper on my phone, it says healing comes in waves and maybe today the waves hit the rocks. And I think it's just a reminder that you're going to have really, really good days where you wake up on time, you do your morning routine, you go to the gym, you have the best day ever and not one negative thought crosses your mind. And then the next morning you might struggle to get out of bed. And I think healing for me is just a constant journey. There is no end to your healing journey. There is no accomplishment or finished journey of like, okay, I'm healed. Like, no, you are going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You are always healing. You are never fully healed. And I think that just comes with your potential. Like you're never going to exceed your max potential. You could always be better. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I've always kind of like before my breakup, I've always talked about healing and heard about healing and done a lot of advice things. But until you really fully go through it and you're like, oh, I I, I didn't even know it was possible to get as sad as I was. Like, <laughs> when I was that sad, I was like, I did not know. That, like, I Am I really that upset over this? Like, yeah. I couldn't believe how sad I was and it was possible to actually – like I felt depression for the first time and I was like, I can't believe like this is what it could be like. I don't want to talk to anyone. It was, I was not answering my best friend's messages for a week. I was not answering her phone calls and she's like, where are you? And I was like, I am not here right now. Like I'm in a different world. Mm-hmm. And I really, really just had to take that time to take everything day by day. Like I remember like my family wasn't home because they all are at work and school And I was literally just waking up in my robe and pajamas that I've been wearing the whole week. My hair's a mess. My skin's a mess. And I'm just like, have a cup of coffee in my hand. I'm just walking around the house, like moping around and I'll put on like One Tree Hill, like some type of comfort show just to like, you know, distract myself and just like ease my mind a little bit. And then like yesterday, I was like, no, I'm making a smoothie. I'm going to the gym. Like I have different days of healing. And Mm -hmm. I think the way that I would describe healing is just that it's a constant changing journey and it always is waves. Like the healing journey isn't like this. It goes up and down, up and down. And everyone has their own way of healing. Everyone has their own definition of it. But for me, it's just a constant, it's a constant wave of journeys and a constant wave of emotions and feelings. I still have bad days. I still have good days. And I think that when I have those bad days, I just remind myself it's okay. Like you're going to pull yourself out of this and you're going to be happy tomorrow. And tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow you could start differently. So I, this healing journey for me has just been so amazing. And I know it's not never ending. I'm going to get better and better and better, but I'm never going to reach like an end of like, okay, I'm fully over this. I don't think you ever fully get over something that made you feel that way. Like I'm sure years from now, I'm not going to forget my ex's name. Like you're not going to feel sad about them anymore and you're going to move on and you're going to be happier and love more. And I think that also is part of healing is like the next time I get into a relationship, I want to be healed before I get into that. I want to get over my ex and move on before actually moving on. I want to love myself and move on to myself. And then once I'm in that relationship, I can work on the trust issues and, you know, all that type of stuff. So I think you're always going to have to heal for new phases in your life, depending on what broke your heart and what put you in that low point. Um, It all just comes in waves and it all just comes in different areas of your life. And I think for everyone, it's so important to kind of just realize what you need to heal from and really just face like, this is the issue I need to solve. And I love that you say it's a never ending journey because I do feel like healing is connected with growth Mm -hmm. and we're never going to stop growing. Like the point of life is to grow. Therefore, we're always going to be healing. And for me, healing, healing is not waking up and being like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I got over it because you, it's not like that. It's not instant. And you, you never forget people that made you happy. You never forget people that hurt you or you, you never forget. It's not waking up and feeling fine from night to morning, but I just feel like healing is just meeting the emotion in a different way. And from a different perspective of like, 
this one's made me sad and it doesn't make me as sad anymore and it did hurt at the time but I learned and I and I grew and it's not it's not not feeling it it's just feeling it in a different way um so I love that you say it's like it's never ending Mm -hmm. I appreciate you so much thank you so much for coming on I missed me um I love these type of conversations um I wish you so much healing I'm sending so much love and healing your way um if you can just end up by by closing up who are you on social media what's the name of your podcast everything about you for people to go listen to you as well yeah so thank you so much for having me on this was so fun you could find me everything is for you from eve Uh, my middle name is eve so i use it for everything my instagram my tiktok and my podcast so you can go find me there but thank you so much for having me on i love being on other podcasts and i'm so excited to listen to it of course i you have a website right yeah you can go to like i don't really update it too much honestly (laughs) it's kind of just there to be there but i mostly post on like my social media my instagram my tiktok my pinterest everything is for you for me if you go to my instagram i have a link in my bio that you can find everything my amazon storefront all that stuff perfect and i'll link everything for people to to be able to listen to you as well again thank you so much for coming on i miss me and i can't wait for everyone to listen to to you and to this episode thank you so much And that's it for today's episode, besties. I hope you loved it as much as I did recording it. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I missed me podcast on TikTok and Instagram at Mafiansures on Instagram and TikTok, Mafiansures on YouTube. I also have a clothing brand at Maddie the Brand on Instagram, Maddie the Brand Official on TikTok, MaddieTheBrand.com. I, again, I will link all of her social on the description of this episode. So if you want to go listen to her, You can find it again on the description of this episode. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. With love, Mafe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.